Well, friends, before we start today's podcast, I want to remind you of something that you may not know or you may have forgotten. We are not just a podcast. We are a leadership development agency. And actually, to be more specific, we say we are not in the leadership business. We're in the freedom business. We literally get to see leaders shed overwhelm, anxiety, frustration of which we are all feeling in this season. Let's be real. Let's be honest. And we get to see them trade that for the transformation of clarity, getting clear on what's holding them back, getting clear on what's in the way, what are the obstacles, getting clear on how we can plan for 2021 and beyond the very best way possible. And we believe the best way to do that is through individual coaching. We have a team of coaches all across the country and we hear life change from leaders who are in business, nonprofit, church work, doesn't matter. If you are a leader of any kind coaching is for you. We've got several different options, but we believe the best way to talk about coaching is just to read some reviews. Here's a review coming from a business leader named Caitlin. She says, I'm so thankful for Stay Forward Designs and my amazing coach, Allie Hunter. I've had the privilege of coaching with her over the course of the past few months, and I've seen leaps and bounds growth in my business. It's given me a source of motivation, accountability, encouragement, and insight I would highly recommend Allie as a coach to anyone who wants to take their business to the next level. And I have been so impressed by Stay Forth Design's tools and program. Way to go, guys. You're truly a blessing to many. Caitlin, thank you so much for writing that review. That is so encouraging. This is why we do what we do. And Allie, congratulations. You're doing some incredible coaching. If you are interested in coaching with one of our coaches like Allie, Head on over to stayforth.com backslash coaching to see what coaching is all about. You could also click on our team tab or our network tab to select a coach. You get a free breakthrough session. Start with that. See if it un- unlocks or loosens something else up in your leadership. We would love for you to take your next right step and examine what coaching looks like with a free breakthrough session. And now on to our podcast. Man. Guys, definitely grab that breakthrough session that Alan mentioned. You've got nothing to lose and everything to gain. That's a solid next step you can take right now. If you've got questions, our team of awesome coaches are here to help you discern them and give you some solid value with one of these breakthrough sessions. So go grab one of those. Next, all of our journals are 20% off right now. Starting today, while supplies last, head over to rightsideupleader.com. Click the button for the journal. You'll see it right there in the middle of the page. And you can grab one for you or a teammate for 20% off. This is an amazing deal, and it will be around as long as we have supplies. So don't wait. Grab a journal for 20% off. Whether you need a new one to refill or you haven't used one yet and you're considering it, now is the perfect time to do it. So on to our episode. We've got a great one in store today, and we're going to be looking at how to navigate when the bottom drops out. We've all been there before, and what does it look like to take positive and practical next steps when you don't really feel like you've got a footing to stand on because, well, the bottom's dropped out. So enjoy this episode with Pete Vargas and Alan Briggs on today's episode of the Right Side Up Leadership Podcast. Hey, man, I'm excited to be here. Excited to be here, bro. I love what God is doing in you and, of course, through you this year. We want to talk about both, but God is shifting you fundamentally in many ways. We've had conversations about this. What a crazy year it's been for leaders. And when I kind of hear your story, I hear resilience. I hear wisdom. God, give us wisdom in this moment. So that's what we really want to dig into. Um, So just kind of start with how did COVID 
hit your business? And then where did that leave you as the point leader? Yeah, well, let me let me give a little context because I think it will make a little bit more sense if I give some context. So you know this, but our, our these leaders that are watching this don't know this. And so um, about 20 years ago, I was, a, I was a youth pastor in a small little rinky-dink town, little small West Texas town. And, um, and you know, I showed up my first Wednesday night and there were three kids there. The youth group had fallen off, you know, just had completely fallen off. And um, and so we went back in there to, to, to bring leadership and to, it was unhealthy, you know, it was unhealthy and, and we wanted to bring health to it. And so one of the things that we did is we brought in powerful messengers. Many of the people who are watching this would have been the types of people that we'd have come in and speak to our kids. And our youth group grew in a short period of time. It grew from three kids to 800 kids in the, in four year period. And it was really cool to see what God was doing in the midst of that. And so one of those speakers that we represented is uh, that came into our hometown to speak to my kids. I brought in like 30 speakers. Um, his, his name was Daryl Scott and his daughter was the first girl killed at Columbine in 99. And he came in and spoke. Kids were moved. Kids were inspired. But my dad was inspired. My dad and I had been my grandmother had taken me away from my dad when I was 12 or 13 years old because of what he was doing to me, the abusive father that he was. And so now I'm 23 years old. My dad's hearing this man speak. And it's literally what prompted my dad to ask for forgiveness for the abusive dad that he was growing up to me. He wrote me a letter, told me he's sorry. He asked me for a second chance to do things right. And that was the day that I dedicated my life to powerful messages being heard by in this world. Like the people who are watching this have something powerful to share with the world. And over the last almost two decades now, we have committed ourselves to helping people get their message out on a bigger scale, both on physical stages and digital stages and being able to share their message with the world so that they can make an impact on the world. And so we've booked tens of thousands of stages across the world. Our company works with tens of thousands of nonprofits and entrepreneurs and, you know, business owners and just, you know, all across the world. And now, all of a sudden, you fast forward 20 years, almost 20 years, not quite 20 years, and we're going into 2020, and things were good, man. Like, things were really, really good. That's I'm, I took you back to 03 about this context of that, um, but now we're in 2020, and uh, in 2018, um, uh, Inc. 5000, I think we were the 1500th fastest growing private company in the U.S., 2019, we get reports back that we're in the top 500 fastest growing companies in the United States. January comes and just see God continue to do great work because we're helping people get their message out to the world on a bigger scale. March comes and then bam. It was like, it, I remember it. We were at one of our workshops the Thursday after all of the major league had kind of shut down their stuff. And we're at a workshop on Thursday, like what's going on? And I remember meeting as a leadership team that Thursday night. And I'm like, guys, I think this is real. I think this is real. And it's, I don't know what we're going to do. And so we began to meet as a team. And um, Ellen, a little context, we just began to meet as a team because our whole business was completely, had a lot to do with physical events or in-person events or workshops or, you know, there was a lot to that. And you were and planning your your big gathering of the year, right? Your biggest, yeah. biggest 45 days later, 45 days later in, in Orlando, 1100 people. It was our biggest 
event ever. Like by two, we had doubled our size of our biggest event. And so we're just put there in a position to say, what do we do? And I'm like, well, I think we could wait it out, you know, a week or two. I think this thing's going to turn, you know, people wanted to be optimistic. Some people weren't. I, I was, I'm a glass half full type of guy. And finally it was just reality that, you know, there weren't going to be any events probably until the summer. And now we sit here and there's still not many events. And so we had to make a decision. And my team said, this is an incredible opportunity for us to reinvent ourselves. And we're going to become the leading authority in the world. And that was a big statement of helping people understand how to do a virtual event, how to take all of their stuff and really take it virtual, like do it in a powerful way. And, and it was a powerful thing. Like that's what we made a decision to do. And literally in the course of, you know, 45 days, not only did we host at the time one of the biggest online challenges in 2020, we had 151,000 people register for an event that we did that had some amazing people in it, amazing people in it. But the other thing that we did is that challenge then allowed them to have the opportunity to go into what we call our virtual event. And the virtual event was the event that was going to replace the event. And uh, I remember thinking, like, I think this is going to be awesome. And but I didn't know you didn't know we had no idea. And uh, man, we hosted these virtual events an online challenge that then went into our big virtual three day event that we had moved from our physical event. And bro, it was spectacular. We the vision that we painted at the end of March as a leadership team is exactly what got executed at, at this event in North Carolina. Um, in, in the end of April, um, literally 40 days later, not only did we see an event that had three times as many people that were registered for our physical event, all paid, by the way, none of them free, um, yeah, literally in a 30-day period, <clears throat> and I get choked up thinking about this from April 5th to May 5th. We saw more revenues come into our business than all of 2019 combined as one of the fastest 500 fastest growing companies in 2019. In 30 days, we completely replaced all of not just the revenues that we had lost, which was $5 million. We lost $5 million in the month of April and May of this year, like lost, gone, like it's no longer like budgeted as part of the budget that year. And all of a sudden, not only did God help us to begin to replace that, but it was so much more than that because of us being willing to listen to what he was saying to us, um, not slumbering down and just like retreating or saying, let's just kind of sit back and watch this. No, it was time for us to go re reinnovate, like be, be like really innovate, like be the innovators out there. And man, that that is what happened, and it's been it's been a lot of fun, bro, to see us really dive into that model now. I tuned in, and you know, a lot of people were at home, not able to gather for church, and so even the challenge. You're saying, hey, we're going to talk about faith every single Sunday, and you brought some incredible faith leaders and evangelists even in to just share the gospel in the midst of that, and a lot of people tracking along with you are not people of faith. Um, talk about that. What did God do through through some of that challenge? 
Yes. So, so what we did, and here's what I want to encourage every healthy leader to be thinking about, like, how can you take your stuff? Like, there's so much that's on my mind around the health. Like what, how, how was this health? How, but it was a cool challenge. So we just had this vision. I had this vision. I was, uh, I thought, you know, I think we can pull this thing off. I think we can get 25,000 nonprofits and, and, um, um, business owners and entrepreneurs to want to come to this event called what we call the rise up world challenge. And, uh, I was so tired of hearing the media say like portray like no hope. And then I was tired of hearing all of the business owners, some of our friends shutting down their businesses. Like I was like, there's nobody taking a stand for people who have powerful messages to share in this world and who are changing the world, nonprofits included. So I just said, we're going to do something. We're going to call it rise up world. And in 20, we were supposed to be 20 days. It ended up being 23 days because we got too many speakers for it. We went live every day for 23 days. And our promise was, you're going to do an analysis of where you're at right now in your business or your work, your mind, your money, your health, your relationships, your personal growth, and your spiritual growth. So we had seven categories that we just kind of got downloaded to saying, hey, let's help bring in speakers that can help people rise up in all seven of those areas. And literally, we had a different focus every day for 23 days. We had people like uh, Gary Chapman from the five love languages talking to families about that. But every Sunday was uh, dedicated as faith Sunday. So it was my, my Christian faith and and they knew it ahead of time. And if they didn't want to come on that day, it was fine. But I wanted them to know that that was the dedication to Faith Sunday. All the other days had, you know, a lot of other stuff, but that was the day that was dedicated to that. And man, it was incredible on Faith Sunday. I spoke. Um, we had Lecrae. We had Jeremy Camp. Um, we had a guy by the name of John Gray, who was powerful. And then we had Rich Wilkerson, who literally all of those folks brought the noise. And over the course of those three weeks, we saw hundreds, if not thousands of people that came to know the Lord um, through this and not just 25,000 people that were a part of the challenge, 151,000 people that were a part of the challenge. So six, seven times bigger than what I could have even imagined in my wildest dreams. Um, And then obviously went off to pull off the virtual event after that, because a lot of the people from that challenge went to the virtual event because we're in relationship Pete I just I just knew oh like the huge scope of emotions that you're feeling from I can't believe this has happened fast forward not that long I can't believe God would allow us to have this influence I can't believe this has happened so it's so fun man just to cheer you on and just to see in that time when everybody else was leaning out you guys leaned in maybe God wants to use us in this moment so fun to watch Talk about your kind of wisdom process. You were just searching and you're saying, Lord, what do we do? You talked about your team um, internally. Where did you go externally? How did you find the wisdom to navigate through that season? Yeah, Proverbs talks a lot about that there's wisdom at the crossroads. And here's what I think a lot of people forget forget in that scripture. It's the fact that a lot of the times when we come to a crossroads, not all of the time, but a lot of the time we've never navigated that. And so for us to try to navigate the crossroads on our own, it's just not wise. That's not wisdom. There have been other people at that crossroads before us. 
And so I can tell you is that my mind kept going back from like a nine to a one. I don't know if anybody else out there watching that felt that way, but it's like, we got this, we're going to do this. And then like two minutes later, it's like, oh my gosh, this, this isn't going to, we're going to, we're, you know, this is the apocalypse. Like it's not going to happen. I just kept going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And then, man, I literally just thought about some people that I have a lot of respect for. And I started calling them. I started texting them and I just started asking them, like, what do I do? Because I know you've been here before. And they didn't give me tactical, strategical, like go do A, B, and C. No, none of them did that. None of them did that. They talked more about like, like not just up here, but in here, like dig down, like a couple of them, not all of them, because they're not all believers, but it's like seek God, like really ask. And man, that's where it started. And in that chair over there, it shifted. After calling some of those mentors, one of them was Michael Hyatt, who is an incredible man of God, like shifted. And all of a sudden I got the vision for what we could do. And I told my team the vision. I had to get my team to buy in first. My team caught the vision and they're like, we're behind you. Then I had to go tell 1,100 attendees who had paid money for tickets I'm going to put this 360i event on. We named it 360i and I'll get to that in a minute. And you're going to feel like you're in the room. And oh, by the way, we're not giving you any refund. I didn't say it like that, but hey, your ticket transfers over to this event now instead. And literally almost nobody complained because of the vision that I painted on this training call with those 1100 first, 800 of them transferred over to the virtual event. Then I had to get the buy-in and vision from the rest of the world to say, hey, let me serve you for 23 days. And as we served them for 23 days, that just gave them the taste and see, which is all about scripture. Let people experience your value, your goodness, like what the Lord wants, how the Lord wants to use you in their lives. Like let them taste and see and experience that. And as I did that for 23 straight days, Dude, I did, I did a year's worth of work in this 40-day period. Like if 40 days, that's ironic. Yeah. I did a year's worth of work. And now all of a sudden, another 2,000 or 3,000 of them say, we want to come to your live event as well. And so, dude, it started by getting wisdom at the crossroad. That's, that's where it began. It started by getting wisdom at the crossroads and getting it from people who had been at that crossroads before. And so that's where the wisdom started, my man. Mm, a lot of analog and in-person stuff uh, either shut down, slowed, canceled, all that. Talk about some digital opportunities that leaders can really lean into right now. Yeah. So the big thing that we, I believe is something really big that leaders should be thinking about is one of the ways we got healthy was the fact that I got wisdom from someone else. Another way that we got healthy is recognizing that this was actually going to be a blessing and not, not a, not, not a curse for us. And what do I mean by that? Like, man, I'm in my home right now. I've been in my home on some of the biggest stages, like my number two through 10 biggest stages of all time. I've now been through COVID because of the virtual opportunity that exists. Man, I can do four stages a day, man, five stages a day and not and still eat dinner. And still eat dinner. I mean, my daughter, dude, my daughter brought me lunch right now. And so, Beautiful. you know, so there is a unique opportunity, but here's what I want to tell you. You can kind of do it the old way. So a couple of things that I would say to leaders, number one, there's a lot of what I call OPSs. OPSs means other people's stages. 
podcasts, live streams, summits, challenges, webinars, masterminds, virtual events. Like I could go on and on. There's almost a dozen different of other people's stages that you can be on. Why is this powerful? Because they built their community. They have a following and you get to go provide value on their stages and share your message with their stage. Like that's powerful. So that's one angle. But then there's the other angle that this has given us the opportunity to do is create our own stages, create our own stages. And what I would say to people watching is we created this amazing challenge and then we created this amazing 360i interactive experience. What does that mean? It means that the people, the promise is that the people feel like they're in the room with you. They feel like there's human interaction. They feel like they're having human connection. And so that's how we designed, we named this thing ourselves, 360i. And we said, we want them to feel like they're in the room and that they are actually having an experience. So that meant sending them a box in the mail of direct mail. That means that when they filled out their release form, literally and click submit, it took them into a Zoom room where they were checking in with a real life person. That meant they had this dashboard that was designed where everything that they needed lived in this dashboard. That means that as we taught, we taught for shorter periods during the event. And then we sent them into eight different breakout rooms of four other people so they could connect with 40 people through the course of the day. That means we shared with them on the big screen behind us, had them share their ahas. That meant that I called a thousand of their names out in front of me because there were eight monitors that were completely scrolling every few minutes with new faces. So I was saying their name and they felt like they were in the room. That meant that they went into the Facebook group that night and talked about their three big wins from that day and about the three great people that they met in breakout rooms. That meant that like, man, let's do a writer, writing letter activity that they can see a future version of themselves and 1,533 people or 1,433 people, one of those two, wrote a letter to a version, a future version of themselves of where they want to be a year from now. That's experience. That's what we call the 360i. So as people go out and design their experiences, if you will live in this bucket you will create something that people want to continue to come back to. And that's what we did. And out of that, if I said the names that we had conversations with that followed our exact model, it's pretty humbling. And I know one that some might know, Rich Wilkerson has hit me up and he said he had a live event with thousands of Christian leaders in Miami that was supposed to happen. Literally followed the 360i playbook to the T. I think he ended up having 12,000 people, 10 or 12,000 people come to his event. And he said it was out of this world and there's no way it would have been without following this blueprint. And so um, the other opportunity that leaders have, and I want us to be innovative. I don't want us to be the norm, like go create your own 360i interactive experiences. And so that's what I'd encourage them to do. You can do that three ways. You can do it out of your home by having a cool setup. You can do it at a local studio. Like there are so many studios that can just do this for you for $700 a day. Or there's so many of these national studios popping up because of the studio that we were a part of crafting and designing. It's now becoming like the norm across the US at least. I can't speak internationally, but man, that is an incredible thing that exists for all of our all of these leaders out there.
And what I'm hearing and everything you're saying is intentional. Like yeah. from the moment you are saying, we're going to do something new, you better have the energy to do that. And that's one reason I'm passionate about leaders staying healthy, Pete, is because when it is time to do what God designed you to do in this moment, will you have the energy? Will you have the ability to continue to cast vision, continue to be intentional and continue to stick to that? Because hopefully it's not just a one-time shot. I mean, we're seeing some new things that will reshape the way we're doing events. I'm thinking about it differently. When I go get on a plane, I better have an amazing reason to be on the plane or those hugs better be really good or that food better be really or something because look at all the people we can impact and still be home with our families. Man, I love that. Pete, what would you say to the leader that's leaning out, that's playing it safe right now that says, man, maybe someday we'll go back to some kind of new normal. What do you say to that leader? Yeah, man, I, I don't, I don't think there's any just playing it safe. We're either moving forward or we're moving backward every day of our life. Like, we're either, you know, we're either people say like, I'm just kind of pausing. No, when you're pausing, you're retreating and you're moving back. And I believe that God has called us to a higher standard. I believe that God wants to allow us to be the innovation and the creation in this world. I believe that God wants us to be able to one to solve problems. Michael Hyatt told me something when I called him. I said, Michael, I don't know what to do. And Michael asked me a question. He asked me this question and I'd ask all the leaders this question. Are there more problems in our world today or less problems than existed a year ago? And I think undoubtedly everybody would say more problems. Well, guess what? Leaders solve problems. And oh, by the way, leaders get paid for it. Nonprofits get donors for it. Like leaders solve problems. And if there's more problems in our world today, what if we could be the solution revolution that this world so desperately needs? We can if we will step into it and we will lean into it. And it's not comfortable, bro. That whole 40 days was uncomfortable because I didn't know what to expect. But day by day, day by day, I just took the next step, bro. And, and as a result, we got to see some incredible things happen. And so, man, that's what we fight for, bro. We fight for messages to continually be heard, like your message and serving leaders. But everybody watching this has something where they can go solve one of those problems or several of those problems. And so that's what I would tell them to do is just take the next step, man. Take the next step. What do you say to the leader who is taking the next step and is absolutely terrified right now? Yeah, man, I, 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 I am with you, man. I'm with you. There's, there's no, there's not paths charted for this. Like, listen, if I want to do something tactical, like put up a Facebook ad or set up a website or like, it's just, just, there's so many people who have charted that path and there's no path charted for this. And so what did I do? Literally right over there, I got down on my hands and knees and I asked God to give me direction every day. Like, Father, give me the direction every day. And that began to alleviate the fear. Not that the fear didn't come back, but that alleviated the fear in the day, in the moment, day by day. And bro, that's the most powerful thing is I feel like the leader who's putting themselves out there, like a lot of the times, let's just be real here. A lot of the times in the past, Pete and Alan could completely rely upon their own strength. Like we would say it's in the name of God. And, and I know that our intention was for it to be in Christ's name. And like, we had no malintentions or mal like, but bro, it's like, 
a lot of the times leaders operate in their own strength. Like I, at least let me rephrase that. I operate in my own strength a lot and I could get away with it. Like, dude, there is this reliance, this dependence, this desperation that we have to have on God like never before. But what we have as our competitive advantage is the voice of God. And the world doesn't have that yet. They don't have it yet, but we have that. But too many times we don't rely upon that. And dude, those 40 days, man, every day, like just crying out, like, God, I need you. Like, I need you. Like, show me what to do next. And I would get it and I would operate in it. Sometimes I wouldn't do that. And so I just think that those leaders just more than ever have to rely upon God and not upon their own competency, their own strengths, their own talents. Like, listen to the voice of God, man, and, and he will guide and direct our paths. That is a promise in the word of God. Pete, how are you different than you were when 2020 started? Man, dude, I have, I'll tell you what, you want to tell me, I'll tell you one of the healthiest ways is this year coming into 2020, my team put a, uh, a bounty on me and the bounty was you can't travel more nights away from your home than a tide. So they put 37 days away from home and 37 days away from home without no family is still a significant amount of days. I am more powerful as a dad, more powerful as a husband. I didn't know that I could do business the way that I'm doing it. Like I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have pretended to slow down and even try to figure this out. Like everything we have is virtual. So when the new norm comes back, I got some decisions that I can make at that time because of like taking a look at the blind spots. Yeah. And I'm not just talking about the blind spots professionally. Like I think God's making us aware of the blind spots personally. And in that I'm better. Like the last 10 Sundays, 10 Sundays in a row, family adventure Sunday. And before all the Christians out there judge me, I go to church on Friday night. I go to church on Friday night. So every Sunday morning for the last 10 weeks, we've done some type of exploratory family Sunday every Sunday. Well, where's that been, man? Like, I'm talking about my whole family. Like, where's that been? Like, like the amount of dates with my wife and my kids, the amount of walks, the amount of conversations, the amount of dinner, like that is all the way I'm better. But then over here, the blind spots of being so reliant on you know, a few things. And now we feel those blind spots and blind spot by blind spot. We haven't gotten to them all, but one at a time, this has made us aware of those. And I think if leaders will be open to being aware of what their blind spots are, that we will get healthier as we go pursue filling those blind spots up with, with something more powerful. That's incredible, man. Just proud of you, proud of how you've grown deepened in the Lord. It's been fun to hear the overflow of that to you, your family, of course, your team, of course, your leadership. But we talk about roots and fruits. And man, your roots are growing deep. And it's just so encouraging. I know everybody watching, that's so encouraging. Say who we are matters more than what we do. And I'm seeing God continue to transform you, man. So, so grateful for for you, your honesty, your growth, and then how you're equipping and empowering people literally across the world 
to be able to share the message that God has, has put on their heart. Yeah, 10 man. years from now, 10 years from now, Pete, zoom out just a little bit. What do you want to say when you look back to 2020? What do you want people to say about how you, Pete Vargas, lived and led through this year? I want people to look back, and I'm already seeing it now, but I want it to be even greater than I want people to look back and say, that was the guy that literally um, did something very special, very unique, very innovative. And he didn't hold it in and not share it with people. He shared it with everybody so that they could also go do the same thing. And he continues to do that all of the time for whatever happens in 2023. Because guess what? This won't be the last time that we get hit in the face. Like it just won't. Or whatever happens in 2027, I want them to know that we are the ones that are not only going to be innovative, but we're going to make sure that to challenge you to be innovative too. Because I can't change this world alone and there ain't no scarcity mindset in my mind, man. Like I want the world. That's why I'm sharing this today. I want the world to get their message out to the world. And so it's the guy who innovated personally, professionally, but it's also the guy that was so giving and generous with that innovation so that other people knew how to do it as well. Awesome. Pete, incredible, man. Proud of you. Glad to know you. It's been really fun to watch you grow this year, man. Well, thanks for having me, bro. Focus so long.